Hallelujah. Well, last week, if you were here, we started a new series, It's Time for an Awakening. It's Time for an Awakening. We wanted to uh, change up the parking lot a little bit, make it feel a little bit more like home, a little bit more. Still keep it the same, but, but uh, same distance, but keep it more like home. I wanted to see you. I wanted to look in the windshield and see you. Amen. And uh, it's time for an awakening. Did you receive some of that this past week? Did you focus on it's time to wake up? It's time for us to have an awakening of God? Did it sit in your spirit? Did you wake up thinking it's time for an awakening? No matter what we see or what we've felt in the past, today is a new day and it is time for an awakening. Say it with me. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. Praise God. We welcome FM 103.3, Magic 103. We're broadcasting across the county today again. Stanley County, Albemarle. Welcome to Boomerang Church's live service. We love you. We're praying for you. We're believing the best for you today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The cameramen this morning, they're remembering that I like to walk. See, I couldn't walk in that truck. You know I had to figure out a way to walk, right? Had to figure out. and They're like, oh man, here we go again. The pastor's walking. I want to see you. Amen. Say it with me again. It's time for an awakening. I will not be asleep. Psalms 117 verse 15. Psalms 17 or excuse me, Psalm 17:15. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. As I walk in righteousness, I will see you. I will see you, Father, in your righteousness. I will see you. I will behold you in righteousness. If I will walk uprightly, I will see God. What will be missing from my life if I get a hold of Him? If I get a picture of Him? Nothing. Once I see God, I recognize there's nothing that's holding back any good thing from me. When I see God, He, he speaks to me. A picture of God says, He's not withholding one good thing from those who walk uprightly. He's not withholding one good thing. I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake. When we wake up to who God is and what His plan is for our lives, we will be satisfied. God's saying there's nothing that will not be satisfied in you when we see Him. He is that good. He is that great. He is that mighty when we see Him. Amen? Romans 13, 11 and 12. Do this, knowing the time that is already, that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone. The day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. This is Paul back in Romans saying, 
It's time to wake up. <clears throat> it's time to wake up. Revelation 16.15 Revelation 16.15 Behold, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk around naked and men will not see his shame. Blessed are the people that stay awake. Blessed are the people that stay awake. Ephesians 5.14 Awake, sleeper. And arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Awake, sleeper, and arise. You know, many times we think because we're sitting in a church parking lot, or we're sitting in church on Sunday, we think that we are awake. We talked about it last week. It's not just going to church that wakes us up. If that was what would awaken the world, the world would already be saved. There's something beyond just going to church. Church is important. Church is huge. But there's something beyond just going to church. There's an awakening that happens. We should all be praying that we would wake up. It's time for an awakening. I said last week, I told you of how I woke up Sunday morning a few weeks ago and the Lord boomed these words in my spirit. It's time for an awakening. Two days later, I heard a vision that Barrett had had in prayer a month before. And in the vision, the Jesus said, it's time. Time for what? For the world to be caught on fire for Him. To be filled and overflowing with the fire of God. Lord Jesus, awaken our hearts today. We should be awake, awoke, awakened. We should be, we should be woke up. We should be awake. Why? Is there anybody here that knows Jesus? Blow your horn at me. Alright. Good gravy. Y'all know Jesus. That means everybody that blew their horn is saying, Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior. That means I will spend eternity with Him. That means I will not spend eternity in hell. That means that you are not going to see an eternity of torture. You're not going to see an eternity of darkness and gnashing of teeth. You're not going to see that. Do we know how long an eternity is? Let me give you just a moment. Jesus said this in His Word, that this time that you've experienced on this earth, all of your knowledge, all of your knowledge of time is but a vapor. You ever go out on a cold morning and you breathe breath and your breath goes out and in a vapor it's gone. He said compared to eternity, that's how your life has been on this earth. 
We've been so focused on the vapor that we've missed the rest of time. We've missed the rest of eternity. But we are not going to be in an eternity of torture, but an eternity with God. This is what Jesus saved us from. Can you imagine an eternity in hell? Weeping, gnashing of teeth, a torturous place. Can you really imagine it? If you stop to think about how hell is and how hell will be for people, you would start to praise God instantly. Lord, thank you for saving me from such a place. Thank you, God. There's no way I can hold that thing against that person in unforgiveness. There's no way I can't tell people about Jesus. There's no way. God has given me an escape from hell, from all bondage, from all traps and weapons formed against me. He's even given me through Jesus a restoration. He will even restore what I've lost in the past. Jesus has given me an escape from all lack. An escape from all sickness and disease. He's given me an escape from hell. Eternal torture. And He's moved me into an eternity with absolute love. With God the Father. He's moved me into a place of great and mighty things. The love of God. When we start to meditate on that, it becomes very clear. There's no way that we should live how we've lived in the past. But every step, like the Bible says, should be increasing and getting brighter and brighter and brighter. It's time for an awakening. Many of you have heard me say it, that many times one thing that's interesting to point out is if one of you has a good recipe, man, if y'all know Johnny Shaver, my goodness, especially every time we fast, thank you Johnny for posting every delicious looking thing on Facebook. I'm not sure if it's God or the devil tempting, but it sure does look good while we're fasting. Johnny, doggone it. You know what? When you have a good recipe, people like to share it. People will share those things. You know, when you've tasted, if Julie's made something and it's really good, <laughs> I heard hallelujahs come out just by mentioning that. You see, there's something good there. She makes, she makes some stuff and some cookies and some brownies. And, and why is it all sweet? No, I, no, just the other day. Butter bar. See, sweet again. The, yeah, I know. The chicken Alfredo lasagna she made. Oh, my goodness. I instantly, as soon as I took a bite, I took my phone out, took a picture of it and said, I, I'm sorry y'all are not having this right now, but maybe one day you can. <laughs> it was awesome. I wanted to share it. When something is good, you instantly will seek to share it.
the best recipes get shared. See, when we awake all the good things that God has done in our lives, we start to share it. And when we're asleep, we keep it in our pocket for ourselves. Yeah, we're going to heaven, but I forget to tell people about it. When we awake, we'll share it with everybody. See, this is one of the things that we have to wake up. Okay, we're going to church, but are we sharing the fact that you don't have to be an eternity of torture, but can be with an eternity of God? Are we sharing the fact you don't have to be afraid anymore because Jesus will knock all fear out of your life? Are we sharing that you don't have to have sickness and disease anymore? Are we sharing that you don't have to be in poverty anymore? He'll save you from lack. See, when it's good, we'll share it, but not when we're asleep. You know, I can't post a picture of that good food. I bet even Johnny can't post it when he's asleep, but only when he's awake. See, when the church wakes up, everything changes. I told you last week, if just the people who call themselves evangelistic, evangelical, if just they would win one person to the Lord per day, the whole world would be born again in 13 days. 13 days. What are we waiting on? It's on the church to wake up. Luke chapter 16 Verse 19 through 31. Never in my preaching on Sunday morning have I gotten to see a foot thrown up in a car windshield. <laughs> Don't tell her, take, that's awesome. <laughs> that is a great, no, 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 no. That's awesome. <laughs> This is an experience you don't have on the inside. <laughs> Amen. Let him, let him be relaxed. He was not bothering anybody. What a great day. Isn't it a blessing that we get to do this? Do you know there are counties in North Carolina that have outlawed assembling even in the parking lot? Thank you, Lord, that we have the ability to do this and not get thrown in jail. Lord, thank you that our county has allowed us to keep the commandment to come out from our homes and assemble. Lord, we praise you. We worship you. Luke 16, 19. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. As soon as I said that, she's like, get your foot out of the window. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I just thought it was awesome. That's a new experience for me. As a preacher, I like it. Luke 16, 19. Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. Say this with me. Asleep. Say it again. Asleep. And a poor man named Lazarus, was laid at his gate, covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died 
and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died, and he was buried. Now if you go back to verse 19, it's interesting because many times Jesus spoke in parables. But in this particular one, he, he didn't start it the way that he started most parables. Most parables started, uh, it's been said, or let me tell you a story. This one says, there was a rich man. Most scholars believe this was not a parable. This was an actual couple of guys that had happened to some real people. He said, now there was a rich man. Now once the poor man died and he was carried away, verse 23, in Hades or in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and he saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I'm in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things and likewise Lazarus bad things, and now he's being comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great chasm fixed so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able that none may cross over from there to us. I want you to see here, Lazarus was awake to the love of God. Maybe he didn't know everything about God, but here's what he knew. He knew Jesus. He was awake enough to go to heaven. The man, the rich man, was asleep. The rich man was asleep. But I want you to see this. Did it matter when the rich man got to hell? Was all of a sudden all of his facilities taken away? Or did he remember? Could he feel? Could he see the gulf between him and somebody in peace and him who was in torment? Could he still see, remember, and think, and feel every bit of it? His body was on earth, but the man himself had all of his faculties. He had all of it, and he could still sense and feel. When was it important that he woke up while he was on the earth? Not in the afterlife, not in eternity, while he was still on earth. Listen to what he says. 27, and he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, and that they may not also come to this place of torment. It's a place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, 
even if someone rises from the dead. The responsibility to awaken is on us. In that Word, in that Bible, we have everything we will ever need to wake up. And the fruit of waking up is that we will tell people about it, that we will live it, that our lives will be on fire, that something will be different. It will be noticeable. But if we are not awake, we may check the box of going to church, but the fruit won't be there. It's time for an awakening. Luke 15, verse 11 through 32. An awakening is not just for unbelievers. An awakening is not just for unbelievers. An awakening is for every person on the earth. Luke 15 the prodigal son, verse 11. And he said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them, and not many days later, the young son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. Many times we have taken the things that God has given us, we've taken the blessing, even in this country. This country is blessed. This country is blessed! This country is blessed. But we've taken many times the very blessing of God. We've not attributed it to God. We've not given Him the glory. And we've not done anything about it. We've stayed asleep. Many times in our life, we've not done anything with the blessing. And yet God says... To whom much is given, much is required. And all of a sudden it comes to a place where the blessing that we have goes down because we've not planted what we had in the ground to bring up a fruit. We had all the ability to be awake and produce fruit, but we wasted it on going after worldly things. In a period of time... That's nothing but a vapor. Instead of focusing on eternity, we're focusing on the vapor. What good is an investment into the vapor when you can invest for an eternity? What good is an investment in just a split second of time when you have all of future history, all of eternity, the millions and billions of years. The old song, when we've been there 10,000 years, we've only just begun. We've just started. Why stay asleep and invest everything so that we can have everything in this life? This is exactly what the prodigal son did. He had it all in his hands. And yet he wasted the blessing. 
asleep. He needed to wake up. So he went and he hired out, he hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. And no one was giving anything to him. I'm telling you, we've had pigs before on a farm. I don't want to eat what they're eating. That would take some major hunger to get to that place. I see smiles. I can tell who's had pigs before or been around them. I don't want anything they have to eat. I, it would take some major hunger to get to this place. But yet, here's this son, this son that's in that place. A son in the place of poverty desiring only to survive with the worst and nastiest food. This is no place for a son. But why is he there? Because he's asleep. What could be available to you if we fully woke up? What could be available? What else is out there in the great goodness, the magnificence, the majesty of God? What is waiting for you in the heights and the depths and the widths of a, of a good and loving Father who is the majesty on high? If we simply wake up, what is there for you? I can tell you, it's so good, it goes beyond all that you can ask or think. It's so good that even in our language, in English, in the Bible, it has a hard time wrapping words around the goodness and the blessing of God. But it takes us waking up. It takes us waking up. It takes us not hitting the snooze button when we're challenged with a message to wake up. We've got to say, Lord, I don't let me assume that just because I'm in the house that I'm awake. I might be in the house, but I can be in my house and still be asleep. I've got to stop hitting the snooze button and let God do something in my life. I've got to let Him get me on fire. So that when I have a good recipe, a good recipe of God's goodness and love, nothing will stop me from sharing it. Nothing will stop me from walking in it. Nothing that I will be going with everything I have. And not for nothing. Because God says in Mark 10, He says, if you do this, you give yourself to me for my name's sake and for the gospel's sake. You will receive now, in this time, and in the time to come. Not just here, not just there. Now and in the time to come. He goes on to say, you'll receive the eternal life. And in that life is everything you need. In Him is that eternal life. In Jesus in Him we live and move and have our being. He also says, look, you're going to have persecutions. You know, you may look at this and you may think that this is great persecution. This is not great persecution. 
None of you have been arrested yet. None of you have been shot at yet. None of you have been threatened with being beheaded yet. This might be a little bit of persecution, but it's not even, it's a beginning level of persecution. It's the beginning. I watched a pastor yesterday get an anklet put on his leg because he was arrested to stay at home because they didn't want him preaching in his church. Yeah, it is persecution. There is definitely a slant towards the church. Otherwise, what in the world is Walmart doing open? What in the world are abortion clinics doing open? Yeah, there's a slant. But when we're awake, we don't care what the cost is because I've already been saved from an eternity. I don't care what the cost is. Lord, let me give my life in every area of it so that we can be on fire to get the good recipe of God's love, of His goodness, of His mercy, and of His grace to everybody that I can. To carry the fruit and the fire and the glory of God everywhere we go. What we need is an awakening. Just like this young man. He went into the fields to feed swine. Verse 16. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. And no one was giving anything to him. Verse 17. If there's hope for this young man who did so many things wrong, there's hope for us today. Just say it to yourself and to the Lord. Lord, there's hope for me today. Do you receive that hope? Lord, there's hope for me today. Lord, there's hope for us today. Today, I don't have to leave this parking lot still asleep. I can leave here woken up. And if I will leave here woken up, you can do something with my life I could have never done on my own. And the Lord says, not only will I reward you now in this time, but I will also award you in the time to come for eternity. There are eternal awards, eternal things that God wants to give to you. But it doesn't go to everybody. He's not a socialist. It doesn't, he doesn't just spread it all. He says, look, to whom much is given, much is required. Get to work. Wake up and get to work. You see, even right now, with all of this, with the country basically being shut down for a month and a half, and even longer because people were already taking precautions, even right now, people's eyes are not on the Lord. There needs to be an awakening. But how can there be an awakening if the very salt is not awakened to being the salt? It starts with us. We are the pillar of truth. We are the support of truth in this world. We are the support of His light. We are the light to be put on the lampstand. We're supposed to be the example of being woke up. We must wake up. 
to what God has for us. It comes down to fruit. I'll give you some homework for next week. Read John chapter 15. And read the Great Commissions in Matthew 28 and Mark chapter 16. Read these. Meditate on them. Read John 15 first. John 15, specifically the first half of it. Talking about fruit. How important does God call fruit? How important is it in our lives? Read that chapter and see. Then go to Matthew 28. Go to Mark 16 and see the fruit that God has called us to. And if we're not walking with it readily on our lives, do you remember the fig tree Jesus comes to? Remember the fig tree He comes to? And it should, it wasn't even the season for fruit. But Jesus said, let no fruit ever be on you again. Why? Because the fig tree was operating in the curse. Because... It had no fruit. Who are we when Jesus comes to check out our life? Who are we to not have fruit on us? Lord, we got to have fruit. Say it with me. Put it in the comments online. We got to have fruit. An awake person has fruit. An awake person tells people about the good things of God. An awake person lives the fire and the glory of God. we got to have fruit. He says in verse 17, But when he came to his senses, the prodigal son came to his senses. He said, how many of my father's hired men, not his sons, just his servants, his hired men, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread? And, but I am dying here with hunger. What did he receive? He received an awakening. Will you receive an awakening this morning when you say it's time for an awakening? Don't let it be about someone else. There's only one person that you have responsibility to wake up and that's yourself. It's not about somebody else. It's not about everybody else. Look, the world may be asleep, but the thing that I can do for the world is wake myself up. The thing I can do for you is wake up Pastor Brian to get myself hungry, to get myself on fire, to fast and pray, to go after God with everything I have. The thing you can do for your family member, the thing you can do for your church family, the thing you can do for the people at Walmart and everywhere else. Go after God with everything you have. There's hope for all of us that this day it can be a time for an awakening. He wakes up and here's what he says. Will you make this your heart's cry today 
Verse 18. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. In other words, the first thing that he did was he woke up. The second thing he did was he hit his knees. Lord, I apologize for being asleep, for not carrying the fruit, for not telling people about your goodness, the good recipes of your good and your goodness and your absolute love. Lord, forgive me. But then by faith, you go to the Father knowing that He will accept you. This son thinks that he's shot. He's got to be a servant now. He'll never be a son. But we know the end of the story. By the time he gets there, the father is at the road looking for him, running toward him. That's the way the father is for you. If we simply say, Lord, let me wake up. I've been asleep. Let me be who you've called me to be. When we turn towards God, there he will be standing with wide arms wide open, running towards us to embrace us again. This is God's plan for us today. Say it with me. It's time for an awakening. Put it in the comments online. It's time for an awakening! Exclamation point! Lord Jesus, awaken our hearts today. I invite you this morning, whether you're here in the parking lot, you're live online, or watching the replay, I invite you this morning Make God's heart your heart. Be willing and obedient to do whatever His heart desires. Not your heart, His heart. Isaiah 119 says, If you'll be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Now in this time, and in the time to come. The answer to Corona? Jesus. The answer to poverty? Jesus. The answer to sickness and disease? Jesus. The answer to attacks, traps, weapons? Jesus. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. If we become willing and obedient to go after Him and do it His way, stop doing it our way. The world's way has not been working. But His way always works. He says you'll eat the good of the land. Ephesians 5.14 For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Revelation 16, 15. You see, Christ will shine on you. That's a promise from God. If we will wake up, Christ made you a promise. I will shine on you. I will shine on your life. I will shine on your family. I will shine on you. Revelation 16. Behold, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake 
and keeps his righteousness on. Blessed is the one who puts on the armor and the clothing of light. Romans 13, 11 and 12. Do this knowing that the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. Do these things knowing it's already here. The time's already here. And that was back in Romans writing period. It's already here. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone. The day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Psalm 17, 15. As for me, say it with me, as for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness and I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake right now. Lord Jesus, awaken our hearts today. I just invite you right now to wake up like you've never been awake before. Wake up like you've never been awake before. Be the one that people talk about. Hear that. Be the one that people talk about because something has happened. Something has changed. Be the one that people talk about because you're so on fire for God. People start to notice what is so different. Be the one. A few months ago we had the testimony of Jared and he changed so much. And Chelsea, and they changed so much in such a short period of time. It started to wake up other people. I'm not saying we're all awake. I'm saying it began the process. The alarm of God started to ring. We started to hear. It was light at first, but it's getting louder. Every one of these messages, the alarm should be louder and louder. Lord, I'll wake up. I won't hit the snooze button today. I need you. I want you. I gotta have you. I have you by faith, and I thank you. Lord, I need you. I want you. I got to have you. Take your communion in your hand. If you're watching online, grab some communion, a, a cracker, some juice, or water. If you feel like taking communion with us, there's no better thing but to wake up and make a commitment to God that you'll never go to sleep again. Esteeming the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus, if you gave your body and your blood, I'll give myself and all of my life during this vapor of time on the earth and for eternity. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my King. And I will serve you for eternity. You saved me from an eternity of torment and given me a life filled with joy.
I had no life, no good thing outside of you. I was nothing without you. Why should I do anything but give myself to you? Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Just lift your communion and pray with me. Lord, today, Jesus, you are my Lord. You're my Savior. I believe that you died for me and took my sin. And I believe that you rose again for me. That God brought you back to life. And when he raised you up, he raised me up. And today, I awake to the life that you have given me. And I commit myself to you like I never have before. And I will see your goodness and your power and your grace and your peace and your joy and your mercy like I've never seen before. Father, you are so good. I repent of my sins. I won't live like that or for that again. But today, I'll wake. I esteem your body and your blood. And I treat it for what it is. The greatest gift I've ever received in my life from God Almighty, the majesty on high. I do not take it lightly today. In Jesus' name, amen. When you feel that's right for you, you may take the body and the blood. Today, we just praise God for you. The Bible says in Corinthians that when you take the body and the blood, when you take it, it says when people don't take it right, many, are, many sleep, they're sick or they die. But when they take it right, it gives us the idea that healing can be yours. As you take that today, I want you to believe every sickness falls off of you. As you took communion right then, every disease falls off. Every bit of poverty falls off. Every addiction, everything holding you back. Lord, you won't just call me to awake, but you will empower me to awake. You did not leave me without the power to do that. Just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, baptize me. In the Holy Spirit, baptize me with fire to be who you've called me to be. In the name of Jesus, I receive it. Right now, whatever you may have in your life, if you need anything in any way, finances, health, just salvation from God in any way, peace, grace, mercy, anything. I want you just to raise your hand right where you're at. Just raise your hand and receive from the Lord right now as we pray. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. 
Amen. I see hands all over the place. Lord, whatever it is that they need. Father, you're strong enough to touch them and to fix every bit of it. Lord, let every person with their hand raised receive everything that they need. Provision, strength. Lord, let them receive everything that they need right there where they're sitting. Father, I can't touch them on my own, but you can touch them wherever they're at, whether they're online or in their car 50 yards from me. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, let your anointing break every yoke of bondage in Jesus' name and just purpose yourself. Close your eyes and receive right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Right now, Lord, thank you. You are pouring out healing. You're pouring out deliverance. You're pouring out everything we need. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you, Father, and we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for meeting. Right now, I just want, let me see if you sense the power of God flowing into you. Just wave your hand at me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Let's just praise Him. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you. We give you glory. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and we worship you.